Peace. What up, OGs? It's your boy Jacoby Ryan. Thank y'all for tuning in once again to another week of the More I Know Tomorrow I Don't podcast. This is now week number 22. Uh, just dropped snooze. Um, so, of course, we're going to talk about that at the end of this podcast. But, uh, of course, as always, um, for those this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving us a chance. For those uh, who are returning, who are returning listeners, thank y'all for tuning in each week and keeping up and um, giving me the time. Uh, I appreciate it. And, of course, for those who maybe just stumbled upon this uh, in the first time or first few times, um, this is the More I Know The More I Don't podcast where basically I give my two cents on what I want to talk about that week. Plus, I chronicle um, the, the campaign that I'm doing this year called 52 and 365 where I'm putting out a new song, new music video, and a new podcast explaining that song, uh, hence why you here right now, I assume. Uh, I explain it, you know what I'm saying? And, and I explain that song in that podcast, and uh, that's that's the whole purpose of this podcast. So uh, today we're talking about the song Snooze, which just came out last uh, Friday, um, produced by my dog, Beast McFinnigan. I got a story about how I met, bro. Uh, we're going to talk about that, talk about the background behind the song, and um, I got a little bit that I want to talk about myself and wrapping up my trip that I had this past week. So uh, without further ado, let's get to it. Alright, so if you tuned in last last week and if you follow me on my socials, uh, you saw that I traveled to Nebraska this past weekend for uh, my first real out-of-state show. Um, I was booked in New York City last year as a part of a group called The Space Program, uh, which if you've kept up this, this year, you, you've seen the project that came out uh, that, we, that we dropped on May. We also have two videos that dropped so far. Um, and we went to New York City, so that was dope. But this was the first time that I was booked out-of-state um, as a solo artist, you know what I'm saying, just for me to go perform and getting paid and all that. Um, I told, I think I said it on an earlier podcast as well, like, I've probably done, I've tallied everything up, and you can look at my Instagram for the confirmation, but I've done probably, like, close to 200 or 300 shows over the past three or four years. And, um, it's came out to, I think, uh, in the, over the last two years, I've done an average of, like, 50 shows a year. Um, and I've gotten paid for less than 10, you know, easily. Um, so with that being said, like, to get paid for the show, to go travel, to meet a new network, to meet new people, it was dope, you know what I'm saying? And um, so what I want to talk about this this week and this portion is basically I want to talk about the value that I found in doing out-of-state shows um, and then getting that experience because outside of uh, actually going, my mindset as far as, like, doing out-of-state shows was – you got to make sure your brand right. You got to make sure you got a crowd there. You got to make sure um, you got a pool. You got to make sure all these different things are in place first. And I also saw it as a big um, initial cost, uh, whereas with really the only return being you, I guess that's where my whole thing was, is that my whole idea of the return of touring was getting to get out in front of new people and make new fans. And that sounds great, you know. Um, and like I said, this is what I, I had perceived it to be, um, where the only goal in touring was to get new fans, new followers to like your page, to get on your email list, to uh, be a fan of you, you know, to buy your music, things like that. Um, and with that being the only return that I was aware of or thought about, I was like, man, like, niggas ain't just going to go into a, a, a show from a random person they don't know and support 
and go buy their music and go follow them on Twitter. Like, they don't even know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would they come to a show that I'm doing in the first place when they've never heard of me before? You know what I'm saying? And even if I do have uh, a, a roster of artists who, are, who have been there already, uh, why, why, why would they care about me? Even if they like my music, like, they're just there at one time. Like, if I was, like, thinking about me, if I'm somewhere, like, at a bar just drinking and there's a show going on and it's a cat who's from out of town, the music's dope, I may, like, be like, yo, that shit dope, but I, I more than likely won't do anything more than that just because of the times that we in. Like, I, I, I think, like, there are millions of artists who are dope. Um, so that's that's what kept me from making the move to tour and go out of state. At this moment, I felt like I needed to build my following more to where people actually are, are engaged in my music more, and I was wrong, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I was, and I want to talk about why why I've learned that I'm wrong, and um, different kinds of returns that are included in addition to what I thought it was, because that is true. Like that is a return where you get people to listen to it, who haven't heard it before, who buy into it, who will follow you, who will do the email. Because everybody ain't me. You know what I'm saying I'm a careless nigga. Like I probably, like I, I just, I just me. I'm not gonna pay attention to it. I'm just, I'm just not. It's just not me, but I know other people are different, and there are people out there who look to be the first adopters of a new artist who nobody else knows about that they can stick and roll with up until they hit everybody else's uh, radars. Um, there are people who go and who appreciate and value real music from real artists that they can connect with and talk to and see come up. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a fact. And um, I think that's another issue that we get with as artists, well, that I get as an artist myself, even as an artist and business owner, um, aside from being an artist as a business owner, a lot of the times I get stuck in thinking of how I think and, and how I am and what I want and, and make it about me, whereas it's not for me at that point, you know what I'm saying? It's for the uh, the customer, you know? Um, where I get to thinking about, like, where I get to thinking, like, everybody else feels the same way I do about everything. Everybody else operates the same way I do about everything. There's like one of them cliche, corny quotes going around social media that says that. It's like, uh, thinking, uh, or thinking everybody else thinks like you is going to leave you hurt or something like that. Or some corny shit like that. It's true as fuck. But it's corny and it's cliche. Um, but so with that thinking that left me in the mindset of uh, I need to hold off on touring. I need to hold off on going to other shows and states and things like that. And and that wasn't the case. And it was also a result of me being in the mentality for so long in my process when uh, there's a phase in my process where I knew I knew when I came here in 2013, it was like, man, I got to take this as a long term approach and really build, you know, so for the first few years, it was just laying the foundation, which was included, or which included uh, me trying to write as much as I can to improve my craft and writing, um, me rapping every night when I could, when I got home from work, um, me doing live performance, like this video of me like practicing my live performances, uh, acapella and with beats, um, there's voice notes, you know what I'm saying, um, and also... Uh, one of the things uh, to build the foundation was to build a library up to where I'm proud of and I'm willing to go and tour and able to sell that, you know what I'm saying, and have that merch. 
as well. Um, so that those were those were the the goals as far as like I needed to do these things before I get merch, before I go tour, before I put an album out, before I so on and so forth. And whether or not that was wrong or right, that's that's it don't fucking matter because that's what I did. And that was my plan. Um, but and I think it worked great. But I think I was still caught up in that phase of the process uh, and didn't realize it where I had my foundation laid and I was ready for the next step for, I mean, for probably for the last year or so, in my opinion. And I just was still stuck in that mindset, you know, as well as I was thinking everybody was thinking like me, which was left me behind. So as I think about what I learned from this weekend and what's valuable, what the returns are, uh, of course, the first is, is, is getting people, meeting new people who can be fans of yours. Um, but another return is the connections you make and, and the infrastructure you can create across the country yourself, where you meet people who you who promote there, who booked you for it, who can bring people there for you, who can kind of be your feet on the ground, who take care of you, you know what I'm saying? When you pull up, they, they get you right, whatever you need. Uh, and then also you reciprocate that back to them when they come to your spot and then you grow this Rolodex of people across the country, and now you got this valuable Rolodex where you can really broker broker tours for anybody. You know what I'm saying you can do all these things, and there's a lot of value in those contacts. To where now you build these relationships, and now you can offer opportunities for other people because of what you built yourself. You know what I'm saying you can monetize that if you want to. Um, but at, at the gist of it, at the at the in the in its essence, we're able to connect with other people who are doing the same things in other parts of the country. They offer mutual benefit for both parties um another thing that i learned was like some another valuable thing that i learned about uh out of state shows and touring is the inspiration you get from it you know what i'm saying like it's it's a different feeling you know just going out to somewhere where where, where you don't know and they listen to your music you know what i'm saying and then you get the response and then you're like then you think on the way back, you know what I'm saying? You're like, man, I just traveled all this way just to do a show. However successful of a show it was, but you did this way and you, you were able to come this way. Somebody wanted you to come this way. Somebody paid you to come this way. Like, you think about, man, like, this is, right, this is I'm, I'm making progress. I'm getting somewhere. And that's inspiring. You know, the little wins uh, beget big wins. Winning begets winning, you know what I'm saying? We get those little wins, and now we get more inspired to make another little win, another little win, and all of a sudden we get a big win. So that's another thing where just the inspiration you get from it, where you're like, all right, I'm doing things the right way. Uh, I'm making progress. I'm making an effort. Um, things are moving. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's confirmation. And I think there's an inspiration in that as well as, I mean, the scenery you get from traveling. And that's my favorite time to write is when I'm traveling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then... Also, it's like, on that same note, you get to experience the reaction from people who don't know who the fuck you are, don't really care who you are, so you know it's genuine and authentic, you know what I'm saying? Like, all these shows I've done over the past few years have been all local, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of them have been to the same people, a lot of them have been people who know about me, a lot of them have been people who, who have a relationship with me, so they have some kind of string attached, where they, they as, a, as a human being, we don't, we're not very inclined to being too honest if it's not going to be good for the relationship. Um, so to go somewhere where people don't have a relationship with you and to really test out your impact as far as your crowd your uh, crowd uh, engagement, crowd control, 
your stage presence, um, your quality of music, how, how it hits people. Um, it's a different experience, you know what I'm saying? And it's very valuable experience. It's where you know you know what you need to work on. And then you feel yourself. You feel yourself performing people who you don't know. And you get those butterflies. Because, like, I'm, like I said, I perform quite a bit. So I don't get, like, like shake. I don't get shook at all. But, like, I still get butterflies and get nervous right before I perform every time. Whether it's here in an open mic in Oklahoma City at my own headlining show. Or at a show somewhere else out of state. Like, I still get nervous, but since I've done it so long, now it resonates and I'm good. It's just a matter, it's just a remembrance. It just reminds me that I care about it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but getting to feel that out of state is valuable because you test yourself as far as, all right, am I going, am I going to fold up when I'm around people I don't know? You know what I'm saying? Am I, do I believe in my music this much? Do I believe in my brand this much? Do I believe in my char- char- charisma this much? Do I believe in... And what I stand for this much to go out to people who I don't know and talk about what I want to talk about and, and connect with them and reach out and, and try, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, there's, there's a lot of value in that. So, uh, and, and all these are very long-term oriented, you know what I'm saying? Where I think they all have a lot of long-term value that you can build with, use, monetize, and um, construct with. Um, so, yeah, man, um, those are what I think is, is valuable off the top of my head. Um, and what I've kind of curated so far, um, of course, there's also the values of like you get to learn how to budget the, the monies, all those things like that. It's corny shit, but I mean, if y'all have any other things, let me know. Um, but those are the main things that I thought about, and the main things that I uh, was cognizant of in my own experience this past weekend. Hella grateful to be out there. Um, shout out to Bodegas Alley. Shout out to Stephen Papstein. Shout out to uh, all the artists from Lincoln, Nebraska, who who, uh, hospi- who were very hospitable for us. Uh, shout out to the plugs out there. Shout out to the homies. Shout out to everybody who came out. Um, really appreciated all the love, man. Uh, appreciated the opportunity and the platform. Like I said, it was very valuable, um, and I appreciate it a lot. Um, also, shout out to Des Guy Steve for looking it up for the boy. Um, shout out to my dog L Smooth, my dog T Maze. Um, yeah. All right, so week twenty-two. Um, snooze. Man, uh, shout out to my dog Beast McFinnegan. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I think he's from Detroit, Michigan, but I met him through my cousin, who's uh, his name is Chris Babb. They played ball together at Iowa State. Uh, they played basketball together. Like me and me and my cousin, like I, he know I've been making music for so for for a minute. So uh, he had connected me with his homie because he was like, "Yo, this is my teammate. Uh, he from Detroit. He make beats. He cold. Uh, I just wanted to connect y'all. You know what I'm saying? And he plugged me in, and me and him just chopped it up and he sent me over some samples, some chops, and I heard him and was like, "Yo, this 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 fire. I need this." And I grabbed it. And this is probably like two or three years ago too, um, and. From there, I just started writing to it. And in the writing process, man, I'm going to be honest, like, it took me a minute to write this song. Like, so when I wrote this song, I wrote the first verse. Um, it, the, it, took, it took me probably, like, maybe two days to write the first verse. Um, so that was pretty short. Um, so I got done with the first verse, and I had realized it unconsciously uh, or subconsciously, whatever term fits there. Um, I had used the word I quit before every line talking about I quit doing this I quit doing that I quit doing this and it was very introspective because it was, the whole purpose of it was just understanding that sometimes 
um, our mind automatically or is wired to work against our better interests, our best interests. Um, so it's like not being, not sleeping on that, you know what I'm saying? And not being caught, not being blindsided by that and, and making sure you, you stay ahead of it and understand that this can really um, set you back and it can set you back deeper and deeper and deeper really quick. Like it can set you in quicksand and it can really sink you uh, really quick if we don't uh, stay conscious of it and cognizant of it and, and make sure that we take action to ensure that we do not get sucked into that game and uh, really be destroyed um, and decreased by our own minds and the way that it's wired. Um, and, and when I say that, I mean like our mind is wired for us to find safety and to find comfortability where progress sometimes calls for, it requires us to go where it's not safe and go where it's not comfortable. Um, and, and, and different things like that that are in the mind that are basically survival instincts um, that have been set into us since the beginning of time because, of course, we've gone through different things in these different civilizations and eras. And a lot of what we were programmed, uh, how we're programmed to behave to save ourselves in today's society can hold us back, you know? So that's that was what the, mainly this song was about. So I wrote the first verse and I, I realized that I subconsciously, unconsciously wrote quit before every verse. I mean, for every line, I quit doing this, I quit doing that. And I was talking about things that I quit doing in order to be a better person and in order to grow and in order to build and mature. So I noticed that and I was like, man, you know what would be dope if I could like theme it out where I have the second verse where I started doing so on and so forth because on top of just having the, the concept of the, 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 the duality and the yin and the yang of I quit and I started, um, I, I didn't want it to be negative. You know, I feel like when I say I quit doing this, I quit doing that, that's negative. Like I was reading this book, uh, I forget what it was called, but it said basically uh, how we, how you know we all speak, we all know we speak things into existence or we all have heard about that. But they talked about how like, when we say like, if we wanna be rich, you know what I'm saying? We can't say, I'm gonna be rich. Like we gotta say, I'm rich now. Like it gotta be like now. Like we have to see ourselves in that reality now so that we can manifest that in the reality. Um, it says like, like if you say, um, I'm broke, you know what I'm saying? Even if you're as lighthearted, that's, very, very influential in the universe as far as speaking into existence, what the reality is going to be and what's going to manifest. Um, so like when I realized I was saying I quit, I quit doing this, I quit doing that. Uh, it was great. But like, like say I say I quit, I quit smoking. You know what I'm saying? What I had read said that, yeah, the, the idea behind it is great, but what I'm manifesting with my words is not because I'm being negative. It's I quit doing this. I quit doing something. Um, it said a better way to say that is to say I started doing something in place of smoking as opposed to saying I quit smoking. Um, another example is saying like uh, when we uh, say uh, we're, we're uh, tired or exhausted and we say I can't get up or, or we're um, we need to go go to work or we need to do something at work and we say I can't do it for whatever reason. Um, as opposed to doing that, being like, uh, 
shit, man. I don't know what the alternative would be to that. You know what I'm saying? But that was the concept that the book talked about was just, although we may have positive intentions, making sure that we don't uh, use negative language in, in, in what we say um, and just using it that way. So when I had noticed that I was using quit before every line, I was like, all right, let me, let me switch it up on the second verse and be like, I started so I can have that, um, that different uh, feel and the contrast where the juxtaposition is like really artistic because I mean I'm starting out with what I quit doing and now I'm starting what I started doing you know um, so that was my biggest thing with this song was just kind of creating that picture and then at the end just kind of bringing everything together you know um, but this is snooze um, if you have any questions let me know uh, but this is week 22 of course uh, 52 and 365 uh, week 26 I'm gonna do that's the halfway point I'm gonna do a Q&A uh, where uh, we can uh, com- uh, connect on Instagram um, and, and uh, answer any questions, uh, voice what, what your favorite track is from 52 and 365, what your favorite podcast episode is, so on and so forth. Um, that's always interesting to me as an artist because I'm never one of them cats. And I know y'all probably be scrolling on Facebook or social media sometimes and y'all see artists who be like, like this 400 times and I'll drop a video or like this. Or put a uh, drop a comment below, and I like this. And I get it's all for the algorithm, and it's good for the the, the algorithms and all that. But that's not, that's something I'm not I'm not cool with doing. Like I don't, I feel like that's just not in my brand. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna require something of you to give you something that I want to give you. You know, it's like that's that's weird to me. Um, so uh, with that, when I do do that, uh, the the question stuff, like the, I ain't gonna front like. Some of that shit, like, I don't be doing it because it's like, my nigga, don't nobody trying to, like, what if I say, hey, ask me a question. It's Q&A 5265, and nobody ever asked me a question. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look stupid as shit, and it's worth it, and I'm going to do it regardless. But that's that'd be my psychology sometimes where it's like, nigga, I ain't finna do this shit because I'm not finna be out here looking crazy. And it's not it's not even about embarrassing myself because I don't give a fuck about that, like, that's what I want to do But it's like It's bad for my brand You know So if I have uh, A good reputation And I as At the wrong time of the day Tweet something like Oh I hear a question Or what are some Q&A's Doing a Q&A Something like that and Nobody responds Like oh, I was thinking I'd pop in So that kind of takes a hit To my brand So uh, And it's a risk that's, that's what I'm willing to take Of course um, But that's just my psychology Behind it So uh, This is week 22 um, Snooze once again Produced by Beats McFinnigan on the video going to drop tomorrow uh, or today, I guess, when you're listening to this. Um, and yeah. And, uh, of course, this past weekend, we went out to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Shout out to everybody who was a part of uh, bringing me out there. I appreciate that. Shout out to my dog, L Smooth, T. Mays, um, for that trip. Learned a lot. Um, so, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all listening this week. I hope y'all having a good week so far, and I hope you have a good rest of the week. Uh, this is week 22, episode 22. Snooze of the More I Know The More I Don't podcast. Y'all be great. Be great.